Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Good morning. We're here with Erica Keswin. She is a workplace strategist who has worked in the past 20 years for the most iconic brands in the world as a consultant, speaker, author, and professional dot connector, which I love that as a title. Her best-selling book, Bring Your Human to Work, 10 Surefire Ways to Design a Workplace That's Good for People, Great for Business, and Just Might Change the World, was published by McGraw-Hill in the fall of 2018 and is already a Wall Street Journal bestseller. Uh, Erica has worked... Erica's work and insights can be seen on a variety of media outlets, including the Harvest Business Review, Forbes, Huffington Post, O Magazine, Entrepreneur, and Fast Company. So, Erica, welcome to Coaching for Potential. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, we were talking a little bit right at the break there about you've got a, a, a success story of coaching an employee. They were kind of lost adrift and things like that and you use the coaching model to help them so tell me a little about the story about this person and how did you help recharge their career sure so this is a person who had been in a sales role for a number of years and was starting to to feel stagnated and wanted to to do something else she didn't necessarily want to leave the company but was ready for some new challenges and so you know, one of the things that we started to talk about was how could she get from from A to B? What would it take? And what we talked about was that she needed to be building relationships with other people in the organization. But she felt that she had been, been doing that. So I started to go through a series of questions with her to really get at whether or not she was doing it and how she how she could improve. And so the, the three areas that I focused on with her was, number one, I, I call them the three Ps, you know, prioritize. Are you prioritizing relationships? And I asked her, you know, does your calendar reflect your values? And then the second P was, how are you communicating with people? How are you positioning technology and connecting with people via email and text and Slack and whatever you have in, in your company? But then when and how do you also put technology in its place? Because as we know, to build strong relationships, it can't all be via technology. And then the third peer protocols, and that's where we were going to get to at the end. Once we assess the first two, you know, what are some protocols that you can put in place to ensure that you really are investing in these relationships? And so I said, let's look at your calendar. You know, we pulled it out and, and looked at how she was spending your time. You know, I asked questions like, what do you do for lunch every day? You know, and it turned out that as many of us, you know, our to-do lists are overflowing, our inboxes are overflowing. But if her goal really is to connect with people outside of her immediate group, sitting in her office every day, banging out her emails and getting through her to-do list was not going to help her achieve her goal. She certainly could do it sometimes, but she needed, but she couldn't do it every day, you know, during lunch. So that was one thing that we looked at. You know, I said, what other ways are there in your organization to connect with other people? And she said, well, you know, we have our employee resource groups, the women group, the technology group. I said, well, are you, 
you know, participating in those kinds of things? Well, you know, not really. And, and I said, well, you, you need to. You need to make sure that your calendar reflects your values and, and these goals. You know, she even said that there were times where she would, was working remotely and missing some meetings when the whole team came together and missed an opportunity or two to connect with some of the leaders in the organization. And so, you know, by, by sort of peeling back the onion with these questions, we were able to get to what was really going on and begin to put a plan together to, to be more effective. And I love the questions you ask. You know, what's, what's your calendar look like? Does your calendar reflect your values is, is a great question. You know, are you participating in events and uh, to – because if you want to change roles, you need to be visible and available. And so you are asking her from a coaching standpoint, how do I do that? And then are you connecting and how are you connecting with, with folks? I think that's a, a great example. Cause there's, I think there's a book out there called uh, Never Eat Lunch Alone. I forget who the author is. Uh-huh. But that's really what you're talking yep. about. Yeah. Is, well, is, funny, is talk- funny you should you, – right, you should mention never eating alone. You know, the, the – I, I, my business is called the Spaghetti Project, mm-hmm. which the, the name comes from a study that I found out of Cornell University, where a professor was studying, you know, how do people, in, you know, increase performance, especially working in teams. And he studied firehouses and firefighters because his father was a firefighter and that was his world and that's how he grew up. And what the study found was that the firefighters who were the most dedicated to the tradition of the firehouse meal, sitting around the table building trust, it correlated with higher performance, and those firefighters save more lives. And so with this this person that I was coaching, you know, sharing with her some of this data and science, and yes, I know that we all are overwhelmed and feel that we're never caught up with our our inboxes and our our to-do list, especially in the digital age, but but these kinds of things matter so that you need to pick up, you know, match the message to the medium. Instead of sending the email, pick up the phone. Instead of picking up the phone, walk down the hall. Pick two days of your week to have lunch with your colleagues. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, I've got clients I'm going to force them to listen to this as the exercise in our projects because I just – I tell them all the time that it's just such an important concept to make that connection on a human level. Um, and so tell me a little bit about how this person is doing now. So does she feel recharged, and, and where's her career going now? Where is she at in the process? I would say if you spoke to her, she does feel recharged. She was funny. The following week or the week after we had this conversation, she there was an employee resource group get-together going on. She did go. And she ended up connecting with a person in in that meeting and got into a conversation about a really interesting project. And she convinced that person to, you know, let her work on it sort of as a, you know, she didn't necessarily use this word, but, you know, sort of as a side hustle, that it wasn't going to be instead of her, her current um, job, but it was in addition to that she was willing to gain some of these skills in a different area, even using her own time. And she just needed, excuse me, someone in the organization to give her that shot. And so she's been working on that project. That project led to another project. And she's happy. She's recharged. You know, her current boss knows that she has these other interests. This is not something that's 
sort of she's hiding from anybody and she's still doing a great job in her job. And the hope is when, when a marketing position opens that she's able to throw her hat in the ring, that she brings with her, you know, now some marketing knowledge, but also a deep knowledge of the culture and of the organization and how things get done because she's worked there for a while, which will differentiate her as they're talking to, to people from outside the company. I love that concept. I'm not sure if it was I heard it in your book, but uh, entrepreneurs need a side hustle, and and you almost, you use that term that term side hustle, and I don't know. Do you use that term in the book uh, by any chance? That that phrase entrepreneurs need yeah, a side I hustle. Think, yep, it is. It is in the book. It is okay. because there's there's a chapter called Take Professional Development Personally, and you know, millennials, Gen Z, really humans in general want to grow and develop on the job. It is one of the most important things. And I do talk about some companies that even will pay for their employees to go to classes on things that are completely unrelated to their day jobs and are more in support of their side hustles because they know it's an investment in being able to retain them. Absolutely. And so I love that because it gives the opportunity as somebody, if they feel locked in, no, you don't have to be locked in. Think about the opportunities who you can connect with. And if you could do something for them, on the side, kind of like a, an official side hustle, and she was authentic. She told her boss what she was doing, and she also told her, her boss her aspirations of that. And uh, and I think great managers help people get to that next level. I I, I tell uh, a story about uh, leave a legacy, and leave a legacy is a, a woman who was a manager, and she coached, and she was a CEO of a small credit union, and she coached six other people to go on to be CEOs of other credit unions even though she never had more than two or three people working in her organization because it was a very, very small shop. But look how she mentored her. And, and that's what you're talking about here is helping someone recognize that they have those skills, those abilities. They can go on and do something greater and bigger. And, and I love that. I love that entrepreneurs need a side hustle. I love that concept. And her career is recharged. And, and you've got to feel good about the impact that you made, the legacy you left, because you helped her grow her career. Yeah, 100%. You know, and just – Sometimes asking those questions and, and bringing to light, um, mm. you know, something, you know, she really thought she was doing things one way, but when we, when we boiled it down, she saw that there was room for improvement. Absolutely. And by asking the coaching questions the way you did, you created awareness. And so she didn't know she wasn't doing that. She created awareness. And then you also created responsibility for her to say, Hmm, I need to take responsibility for my career. Now she is, and now because she took responsibility and didn't feel like it wasn't victimized, but actually took control of her life, she feels recharged, she feels ignited, she feels like, I can do this, she feels like there's a brighter future. And so, as a coach, that's what you want to do, and that's a great, successful coaching story, is you took a person who felt stagnant, uh, alone, isolated, and connected them, and all of a sudden, their career's on a whole new path, because you helped ask the appropriate questions to get to that point, and I, that geeks me up. There, there's absolutely no doubt that geeks me up. So, uh, congratulations on that that story, and and continue to coach people because that's just the the important key. So, any last thoughts? I I love your book, uh, bring human to work, but uh, or bring your human to work. Please forgive me, but. Any last thoughts on on that or one last story from your book that you could help share with folks to kind of ignite them, fire them up? I love that last story, but just any other favorite story that you have from your book, Bring Your Human to Work? I guess just a a concept for people to to think about that's in the book and and related to this story in particular is that, 
you know, technology is great, but we also need to put it in its place. And, and the chapter is called Finding the Sweet Spot. And I think we all need to find that sweet spot between tech and connect. And so leverage technology to connect with our clients, with our colleagues, with our direct reports, and with ourselves, but be very intentional and cognizant to ensure that we also put that technology in our in its place and connect on a more impactful level. Yeah, don't um, have that sweet spot. So you control technology to help you achieve your goals. Don't let technology take control of you and then keep you from what your vision of yourself can be, your best self. 100%. So love it. Great, great point. So, Erica, you've got also got some giveaways, so tell me how that works. Sure. I would love to give away some books to your audience. And what I would say for people listening to the podcast, follow me on Instagram, and it's just my name, Erica Keswin, which is spelled E-R-I-C-A-K-E-S as in Sam, W-I-N, hashtag bring your human, and, and reference this podcast, maybe something you enjoyed or learned from it, and we'll put you into a raffle so you can win a free book. So, Erica, great idea, and they just have to do hashtag bring your human and mention something about the podcast today on Coaching for Potential, exactly. and away they go. Erica, I cannot say thank you enough for your time. Folks, go out and get a copy of Bring Your Human to Work. It's a great book. I loved it. It's already the Wall Street Journal bestselling list. And, Erica, I cannot say thank you enough for your time uh, for these last two podcasts. It's great ideas, and they are going to be incredibly helpful to our listeners. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.